So how do moms like us become the best parents we can be while also making time for self-care, creativity, and projects that matter? Parenting and raising humans can be hard. Being a mother and changemaker can be even harder, but it's a heck of a lot more rewarding. With the right mindset, support, and systems in place, moms can have a huge positive impact on the lives of their families, communities, and society as a whole. Unfortunately, and still to this day, cultural norms and traditions try to pigeonhole us into one role or another, perpetuating feelings of mom guilt when they shouldn't be there in the first place. Hi there, I'm Roy Alloy, host of the Insider Mom Podcast. Each week, we'll be covering topics and inspirational stories that aim to help mamas break through barriers, release perfection, cultural norms, and mom guilt to become the women, parents, and change makers we're meant to be. So take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive right in. Leanne Kim is a business coach and the founder of Mamas & Co., a community for mama entrepreneurs. She's the host of the widely popular podcast, The Business of Thinking Big, and the author of the best-selling book, Building a Joyful Business. Leanne is on a mission to help women make a great living on their own terms, doing what they love. So let's welcome Leanne Kim. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the show. Hi, Roya. Thank you for having me. No problem. It's really nice having you here and discussing what you've been doing for the summer and how this past year has been for you. I've noticed there have been a lot of positive things happening for you this summer, and I'd love to hear more about them. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's been a great summer um, in in most ways. Uh, this is probably the summer I took the most time off my business. So I took my family to uh, Ottawa and Quebec at the very beginning of the summer. We were so ready for a break after doing a lot of online at-home learning last year. We actually skipped the last couple of days of school and took off. So that was really fun. Nice. Uh, and then we had another trip uh, at the beginning of August. And what was really great is even though I had so much time off and so much downtime, I was able to have my best month ever in my business and things are just growing and blossoming. And yeah, so I am I am here to tell you if you are a mom business owner, that it is possible to have it all, to have that family time and to be, to be running a successful business. So yeah, thanks. For sure. And was it always like this or was there a period of time that you ever struggled and how did you change it into what it is now? Oh, was there ever? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, my first few years in business, I really didn't know what I was doing. I did know that I, I you know, chose to have my own business because I wanted that, that, that freedom that all moms crave, that flexibility to work when I want, where I want, to have more time with my kids, to be able to go over and help with the bake sale if I want to do that. And so I always knew that's what I wanted. But a big part of what happened to me and what I see happens to a lot of early phase business owners is very quickly, all of that balance starts to go away because we're hustling so hard in that first year. And the, I was no exception. I, I hustled so hard. I was constantly speaking and you know doing appearances as much as I possibly could to get my name out there. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, the balance that I'd hoped to create was gone. I was working probably more than when I had a day job. And a lot of what I was doing was not lighting me up. So back in those days, I was trying to do all the things. I was doing a lot of stuff because people told me I should. And because I was, you know, seeing other people were doing that. I also felt 
that I had to do everything in my business. And of course, as you and I both know now, a few years down the road, um, I, I have a strong team. I really leverage their zones of genius. And I've, I've really um, found ways to grow and scale my business without needing to add more of my own time. But in the early days in business, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's kind of part of the deal. So yeah, I mean, I've, I definitely struggled and, and every level along the way, there are always some challenges, but um, I feel like we're in a pretty good place right now. That's excellent. And how did you start it? So I had a day job that I loved. I was in sales. I was pretty good at it. Um, I had a lot of friends there and felt very connected to what I was selling for a really long time. And then I had kids. I had my two kids pretty much back to back. And so after having my son, we knew we were done having kids, which meant we knew we were kind of done having those long, luxurious mat leaves that we get here in Canada. And I just felt ready to do something else on my own. And at that time, I had a little hobby business um, that I just kind of did on the side for fun and, and frankly, to keep my mind active during, during mat leave, because I'm just someone who loves to work. I love to create. I love bringing people together. And so what I did was I posted in a local mommy Facebook group that had like 2000 moms. I just said, Hey, does anyone in this group have a business and want to get together over a glass of wine and talk about stuff? And the response was outstanding. I mean, immediately we had a Facebook group of a couple hundred people. We were doing these monthly meetups. I hosted an evening at my house where I said, oh, you know, if you want to come and learn about sales, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. I think I've learned a few things over the last, you know, 15 years at that point that I had been in sales. And that was really the turning point. I had, uh, I think it was about 15 or 16 moms in my house. It was like in the evening after kiddos had gone to bed, one woman actually had a newborn with her and I spoke for two hours about what I knew about sales and marketing and making more money. And I was on fire. I, I just found something in myself that hadn't been activated in so long. And not only that, these women were really responding. They were loving what I was sharing. They were asking questions. And that was the moment for me that I thought that I found my calling. I want to help mompreneurs gain these skills that have had taken me years to, to grow over time. And, um, and yeah, that's exactly what we did. So Mamas & Co. was a little local community at first. And now, of course, it's a digital community. We have hundreds of members worldwide and, and across Canada and beyond. And, uh, and, and, and now I get you know the immense pleasure of getting to coach some of these women as well in my business coaching programs. That's incredible. It's it's really nice to see what can happen when we actually like find what we're passionate about and bringing people together. And I'm really glad that you've created what you've created, a really supportive community. It's beautiful to see. And yeah, so uh, on, a, on a separate note, I wanted to ask you more about your childhood. What was your childhood like growing up? And also at one point, I remember you mentioning that you did martial arts training. Did you do that in your childhood or no. did that start later on? So I did martial arts when I lived in Japan. I lived there for two years and I started doing karate because there was a dojo right behind the school that I worked at. <laughs> so I just, I picked it up and within two years, I worked hard at it. I didn't have much else to do there. And so within two years, I was able to get my black belt, a real, yes, a real black belt. 
in Shotokan Karate in Japan was one of the highlights of my life. But um, no, as a kid, I was a little bit of a wild child. I was highly creative. Um, I'm also the youngest of three, but by a lot. So my siblings are four and six years older than me. And oftentimes they didn't really want to hang out with me. So I was always creating my own worlds. I was always, um, you know, doing role-playing, putting on shows for the neighbors. I, uh, I had very supportive and very loving parents. I still do. Thankfully, they're still, still with us at this moment. And, um, they really taught me and supported me to do what I love and to try new things and to be okay with failing and I, I don't think that's something that every child grows up with. So I, I consider myself very lucky. Um, I don't I don't take that lightly that I had a, a really solid start in life. Um, but and and I started experimenting with things like um, you know I started a Cabbage Patch Kids club, and all of a sudden I was gathering all these girls over to my house, and we would talk about our cabbage. This is the '80s, by the way, in case you haven't guessed. <laughs> yes. We would talk about our Cabbage Patch Kids, and you know, so stuff like that, stuff like community building. And I would be, you know, I would be doing doing odd jobs around the house because I love to help, but I also really loved getting paid for it. And you know, so the so the entrepreneur was always there in me. Um, but when I became a young adult, I, I was really like, frankly, too scared to do it. I, I didn't think there was any security in it. Um, I didn't have a lot of role models that were entrepreneurs, uh, even though everyone in my family has actually owned their own business at one point or another, every single one of us. Um, but, but still I, I, growing up, I didn't have that kind of modeling. And so I took a job. I kind of fell into sales. I wasn't super passionate about it. I learned it, the skill of sales and, and connecting, and I learned to love it over time. But yeah, I mean, I, I very much went from being this highly creative, always on the go kid to being kind of trapped in this non-creative life, collecting a paycheck because I felt that's what I kind of had to do. And, to, and it wasn't until I, I talk about this in my book, it wasn't until my 40s that I had the courage to say, wait a second, there's more out there for me than this. And that's when I started really kind of taking that deeper dive into my entrepreneurial passions. But it's always been there for sure. It's always been a, a part of who I was, bringing people together, um, providing people with solutions. And, and I really do get lit up when people want to pay me for that. You know, I've always have found that that's so great when somebody sees something of value in you that they want to be a part of and that they're they're willing to invest in. It's such a joy. Just a super quick break here before we get to the rest of the episode. I want to let you know about a short five-page guide I created for busy moms. It's the quick time-saving guide and includes a to-do list time-blocking sheet hybrid you can print out that'll help you find more time for the things you want to get done. It also has helpful self-care and supportive care tips for moms so you can actually get a chance to de-stress and focus on your own well-being. It's something I've used myself and I think you'll find it super helpful. If you want to check it out, head on over to insidermom.com and sign up. Okay, that's it for now. Let's get back to the episode. For sure. And speaking of books, I wanted to ask you about your book, which you've written, which is really cool. But before that, I wanted to ask you, could you just name one book that had a profound impact on your life and career? Oh my gosh. Where do I begin? I would say, you know, it's an old standard, but it is it, it's worth mentioning. The Secret really did change my life. I came across The Secret right after I'd gone through a really bad breakup 
Um, thankfully, right after that, I met the man in my dreams, but this was the, the, the last guy before that um, really broke my heart. And, uh, or I should say I broke my own heart and I was going through a tough time. I was in a, in a job that wasn't going anywhere. Um, I felt like I was sitting on all this potential, but I just, I, I didn't quite understand how it all worked. And, and when I came across the secret, it really clicked for me what the law of attraction was. And I could see many times in my life that that had worked out in my favor and many times in my life that, that I was not applying that. And so when, and so that would have been, I was probably around 30 or thereabouts. And, um, so pre, you know, pre meeting my husband, having children, all of that stuff. And I applied what I learned to those situations. And I, I, I could guarantee that a lot of the stuff that I learned in those days through that book about gratitude practice, visualization, I mean, that led to me having my husband, my children, having the business I now have. And not to say that it's the only resource out there, but I think it's a very, um, it's a good accessible and digestible book on law of attraction and how to use visualization and and basically how to, how to use positive thinking to get what you want in life. So that's one of them. I could literally, but you know, this on my podcast every year, I list 10 books that are life-changing to me. And so i I could literally sit here and share dozens, but I'll just, I'll name the one for now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like an incredible book. I actually haven't read that book. So I'm going to look into checking that out. Um, I've heard of it though. I've, a lot of people have read it and have recommended it. So I'll definitely put that on my list. Yes, <laughs> speak- do. Yeah. So speaking of books, uh, your book, Building a Joyful Business is now published and available for purchase. What inspired you to write it? So, yeah, I mean, it was a little over a year ago now. It was the early days of the pandemic. And as a business coach, um, my days were hard. I was coaching a lot of women who were stressed out that they were going to lose their businesses and their livelihoods and that they'd have to start over. Now, luckily for 90% of them, that was not the case. Um, A handful of people I coached really did go through quite a difficult time, but for the most part, everything turned out okay. But in those early days of the pandemic, there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of scarcity, especially scarcity around time, especially, you know, women feeling like they weren't able to do what they love and and run the business the way they want to run it. And so I just, something in me, I always knew I wanted to write a book and I always knew that it, it was going to have something to do with business and growing a business. But that was my aha because so many of these women had had essentially built businesses that were no longer lighting them up for whatever reason. And there's a million reasons why that happens. And I realized that's it. If I can help give women a resource, I mean, you know, I serve primarily moms, give, give these mamas a resource that they can read at the beginning of their business journey before they even start anything, then they're not going to find themselves hitting burnout. They're not going to hit the wall and and have those moments of, oh my God, what, what have I done? I've built this prison business, you know, that's confining me. And so that was really my goal uh, was to create a low dollar, low cost resource that anyone could pick up and it would give them the tools to avoid some of those, you know, big mistakes that I made in the early days so that they could live more joyfully because it's funny. I, I speak, I've spoke to so many women and most of them say, I, you know, I do care about the money, but I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this 
for the feeling of fulfillment and reaching my potential and changing lives. And yes, the money is great, but that's not the driving factor. And yet all the decisions they're making in their business are based on just how to make more money, a lot of them. So this book was really sort of my um, my love letter to those people. And, and it, I, I tried to fill it with as much tangible tips as I possibly could so that people could be experiencing more of that fulfillment they craved. Speaking on that, um, how can moms create a business that doesn't feel like a trap? Like what are perhaps one or two things they need to really know right Mm. off the bat before starting it? Yeah. Well, the first is like, have the courage to dream big and create that really compelling, exciting vision for yourself. Because a lot of times when I meet people who aren't happy in their business or in their lives, it's because they haven't decided upon where they're going, you know? And this is, I mean, this brings us back to the book, The Secret, which is ex- teaches exactly this. You know, the more clear we can be on what it is we want to experience in life and business, the more likely that's going to happen. But if we're kind of meandering around hoping life's going to get better and we haven't set those goals or intentions it just takes forever to get there. <clears throat> and so that that's usually step number one. Anytime I work with anyone in any capacity is decide what your version of success is for you. And then the second one, I would say that's very related to that. Um, I'll share three. This, the second tip is build your business around your, what I call your special sauce. Don't try to build a business around something that you don't know or a skill that you don't actually like doing. Build it around what you feel is your zone of genius. For me, that's you know coaching, speaking, inspiring. For you, that might be something slightly different, but it's different for everybody. And yet what I see is a lot of people will end up doing a lot of stuff that is not lighting them up. If because they haven't built the business around that. So you've got to really identify what is my zone of genius, my special sauce? How do I make that the primary focus of this business? And related to that is my third tip. You've got to do it with people you love. If you set your intentions to secure only dream clients, right? Your marketing, your sales, everything is speaking to the people that you really, really want to help then you will find so much more joy. And so often, and again, I see this a lot with early stage entrepreneurs. When I ask them what's not working, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm not really loving who I'm working with, or I've got these really demanding clients who don't seem to respect my boundaries and yada, yada, yada. And so that's why I talk so much about, you know, building your business around dream clients and really understanding what they need. And if you can do those things, if you can create that compelling vision for yourself, build a business around what you're great at and only work with people that you absolutely adore, you will find so much more joy. If you only did those three things, but there's like, I mean, there's millions of things that we could talk about, but those three are the biggies for sure. That's really, really helpful. Um, What types of supports and systems do you have in place that help you do what you do in business while also allowing you to be a present mom? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> lots. Um, I would say like there's sort of two main kinds of support. The, there's on the business side, I have a, a very strong team that I love working with. Um, some have been with me longer than others. 
one of our, our values is that everybody's working within their zone of genius as well. So, you know, at the time of recording this, there's about five or six of us that are all kind of doing our own thing really well. Um, but we lean on each other for support. We have really great communication within our team. And everyone on my team knows that it, it is a, um, you know, all for one kind of society that, um, people pitch in when they need to. Uh, when I had to step away from my business because my dad became sick, my team was there for me. Um, you know, and, and again, I work with amazing clients only. So they are also very understanding that if I need to take time away or, or, you know, I'm dealing with a family issue, my clients never complain about that stuff. So those are some of the things on the business front. I would say equally important though, on the home front is we ask for help and we accept help often. My husband and myself both work full time. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really work full time, but I consider myself working, you know, in some capacity, in in a full time way. And so does he. And so we um, absolutely bring in people who can help us live our life better. We believe in date nights. We hire babysitters. We have someone who cleans our home every few weeks. We have someone who helps with lawn care. And those things are, you know, they do come at a cost. But when I look at the cost of not having those things and the chaos and the stress that would put on our household, it's just not worth it, frankly. So that's something that we've always done since day one. And we always continue to do more of that. I actually just recently booked... Um, a, a, a getaway for, it's really for our 10th anniversary, which was last year, which we didn't really get to celebrate, but we're celebrating it this year. Um, and it was two nights and I literally just booked it. And I said, I'm going to find people who will take my kids. And sure enough, we found two people each to take the, the kids for one night. And, and th that's just how we do things. You know, we lean on support. And I think far too many mothers, especially are not asking for the help that they really want and need, even with their own partners, they're not asking for the support that they need. So if I could give your listeners one piece of advice, it is ask for help, find great people to give you that help who value the work and then let go. You know, I don't care if my kitchen is not cleaned to the way that I would clean it. That is so much less important than the fact that it frees up at least four hours of my time to, you know, every, every couple of weeks to not have to do that job, to not have to clean my house from top to bottom, because it's just, it's not my zone of genius. So, you know, that those are really some of the major supports that we have, but I'm, I'm constantly investing in coaching support in masterminds and all kinds of things that are, are going to help me expand what I want to grow, which is, you know, my, my vision and my business. That makes a whole lot of sense. And yeah, really, really helpful advice. Um, is there a motto you live by? Oh, I'm probably going to tear up saying this because um, I talk about this in the book. My, the book is dedicated to my mom and dad. And right now my, my dad is in the hospital. And, um, you know, when I was in my twenties and I was, I was working those jobs that weren't really lighting me up, he would always, and he was at the end of his career he was about to retire and he, he didn't, wasn't able to do this for the, the last latter part of his career. Um, you know, he, he sort of had the golden handcuffs, I think. And, and he, I remember him just consistently saying to me, Leanne, 
do something you love. You got to find work that you love. And that's really, really stuck with me. And for many years, I didn't feel like that was possible for me. And now I live that every frigging day. I wake up feeling so lucky to be alive and so lucky to get to do this work. So yeah, that, that would be it is my, my motto is um, do what you love. That's beautiful. Before we wrap up, where can people find you online and where can they purchase your book? Oh, okay. Well, you can purchase my book at leannekim.com slash book. And we've actually put together a promo code for your listeners. We have put together 20% off a single copy. If you go there and you use the promo code insider, I-N-S-I-D-E-R. If you use that code, you'll save 20% off your copy and you'll, it will get shipped directly to your door. And then nice. if you want to- you're so welcome. I'm, I'm happy to happy to do it. I know that you have a lot of listeners who are either business owners or thinking of starting a business. So um, it really is one of the best ways to get started with me. If you're a podcast listener, my podcast is called The Business of Thinking Big, and I share my business strategies and mindset hacks every single week there. Um, if you want to, if you're interested in, in, uh, my community, you can check us out on Instagram at mamas and co. And last but not least, if you are in the Toronto area this fall and you want to be a part of something really special, we are hosting an event on Friday, October 29th. It's our sixth annual six, I believe. Yeah. Six annual mama con which is our conference for mama entrepreneurs. It's happening at the Globe and Mail Center in Toronto. And again, I have a discount for your listeners. If you use the code Leanne20, L-I-A-N-N-E-2-0, you will save $20 off of your MamaCon ticket. And that is at mamasandco.com slash MamaCon. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. It was a total pleasure having you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. That's it for this episode of the Insider Mom podcast. If you want to join us on social, make sure to go to facebook.com slash the Insider Mom or on Instagram at the Insider Mom or Pinterest at the Insider Mom. So if you also want to become an Insider Mom VIP and get some really cool tips and information that we only share via email in our weekly email, go to insidermom.com and sign up to become an Insider Mom VIP. We hope you join us and we hope you've enjoyed this interview. Stay well until next time. See you then.